Good morning from the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, September 1st, and this is your FT News Briefing. Debt holders give Argentina the thumbs up on the country's restructuring offer. Global equities had its hottest August since the Reagan administration, and a few weeks after Beirut's massive explosion, Lebanon has a new prime minister. Plus, Europe is undergoing a new coronavirus surge, and it's creating a huge headache for contact tracing efforts. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. After months of back and forth, Argentina and its creditors have come to a deal. Economy Minister Martin Guzman announced on Monday that 99% of creditors have accepted the government's offer to restructure $65 billion of debt. Argentina barely got the deal in before the deadline last month. The deal will extend maturities on debt and bring the rate of return down from 7% to around 3%. It'll enable creditors to swap old bonds for new ones. This is huge for Argentina. The deal puts an end to the country's ninth sovereign debt default. During yesterday's presentation of the debt restructuring, President Alberto Fernandez said, quote, We are in a pandemic, coming out of default, and yesterday we put an Argentine satellite into orbit. I tell you this so that we understand the enormous effort we are making as a country. August was a hot month, not just temperature-wise. Global equities had their best August since 1986. From New York to Tokyo, stocks jumped a little more than 6.5%. That's according to the MSCI World Index, which tracks stocks in developed nations. Why the big jump? Well, you can thank a weak U.S. dollar combined with a ton of monetary and fiscal stimulus. The Federal Reserve reinforced that trend last week, saying that it will be more tolerant of inflation, which means low interest rates for years to come. Plus, it looks like major global companies are recovering from their pandemic lows. One company that never experienced those lows? The video conferencing company Zoom, which has basically become the world's new conference room. Yesterday, it reported revenues of $663.5 million for the period to the end of July. That's a 355% increase from the year before, and that's even up from earlier this year. Zoom shares rose nearly 10% in after-hours trading yesterday. Lebanon is still reeling after last month's explosion in the port of Beirut. The blast killed more than 180 people and injured thousands. French President Emmanuel Macron arrived in Beirut yesterday for a visit, and then that same day, the country announced its new prime minister. The FT's Middle East correspondent, Chloe Cornish, is with me now. Hi, Chloe. Hey, Mark. So, Chloe, what can you tell us about Lebanon's next prime minister? So the new prime minister is Mustafa Adib. He was serving as Lebanon's ambassador to Germany. He'd been in that position since 2013. But he wasn't a career diplomat. Before that, he had been kind of an academic. So he's not exactly a political veteran, but he is somehow associated with the old political order, which is the exactly the political establishment that people have been protesting about um, and asking for an end to. And a lot of people would describe him really as like a lamb to the slaughter because they just expect that his, his government is destined for failure and so on. Obviously, it's way too early to, to tell. Then the main things that this government has to do is like attract international cash to Lebanon to help it rebuild and to help it with its economic crisis. 
And speaking of uh, these reforms that'll unlock this international money and, and gain the trust of these international players, uh, French President Emmanuel Macron landed in Beirut yesterday. What can we expect from his visit that is continuing into today? So France has really taken a, a lead role in coordinating the international response in terms of financing for Lebanon in the wake of the blast. He said when he was here last time, he was going to come back on the 1st of September and follow up on the discussions that he'd had with Lebanese politicians at the time. And he said he had pitched what he called a new political pact. Last night, he met with the celebrated Lebanese singer, Fayrouz, who's a cultural icon here. And then he met with uh, Saad Hariri, the ex-prime minister, the one who resigned in the face of the first load of mass protests in October. Today, he's uh, due to be meeting with political leaders. He's also going to meet with like civil society kind of groups. He's going to go to the port, follow up on, on what's been going down there. There's, there's 750 French soldiers in Beirut who've been helping with the clear up of the port. So yes, he's going to have a very busy day. And the idea is to drive home these, this message that France brought to Lebanese politicians before, which is you've got to be serious about reforms. You're not going to get money unless you do this. And you're going to have to clean up as well. There can't be as much corruption. Coronavirus cases have been surging across Europe. Spain, France, and Germany have all been trying to figure out how to handle this latest uptick. But it turns out one of the ways health officials were hoping to keep tabs on the spread is failing. Donato Paolo Mancini covers the coronavirus for the FT. He's here with me now. Donato, in your latest story, you talk about how contact tracing hasn't really helped health officials during this time. Why is that the case? It's not so much that contact tracing isn't working in each and every country per se, but that the national contact tracing systems aren't really talking to one another. And that's the case also for regions inside a country. So the moment you lift travel restrictions, a positive case becomes completely untraceable once it crosses a border. It's what happened in Sardinia and other tourism destinations in Italy, for example, but also in Spain. So that's a huge risk because infection rates are hugely divergent across Europe. It means that situations where you previously had a good idea of where clusters were now have the potential of becoming unmanageable. And one big thing that officials worry about is that we could go back to a so-called state of community transmission where the virus runs rampant and the chains of infection are too long or have too many missing tussles to actually be reconstructed. So Donato, are there any solutions on the horizon? Yes. So some countries have begun to work on a common tracing mechanism that will go live in October, though France has opted out because it hasn't adhered to the same tech standard. So this will be a common European tracing mechanism that will allow national tracing applications to talk to one another. Some countries are also weighing the introduction of reciprocal testing, which means that, for example, if you travel from France to Italy, you get tested in between. And the same goes for someone traveling in the opposite direction. This matters more than ever, because even if the tourism season is drawing to a close, and it's been a subdued one this year for sure, the problem will still exist because many European economies rely on the porosity of their borders to sustain economic activity. And if we don't reintroduce lockdowns, and if we want to try and approach a sense of normality once again, it will be more and more important to be sure that we have the adequate mechanisms and instruments to keep infections in check. Donato Paolo Mancini covers coronavirus for the FT. Thanks, Donato. Thank you. And before we go, airlines are desperate to get you traveling again. 
so they're dropping one of their least popular penalties. United Airlines announced yesterday that it's scrapping change fees for most tickets on U.S. domestic flights. It used to cost 200 bucks. Delta and American Airlines quickly followed suit. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Janice Torres from Yo Quiero Dinero. From a local business to a global corporation... Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash bankingforbusiness to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Copyright 2024. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.